0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I am an entrepreneur and a mother and a wife and a friend and a sister and a dreamer and someone who desires rest. I am all of those things. I almost wrote a business book, and I'm actually so grateful that I didn't. Now, this might surprise you coming from the host of the Gold Digger podcast, the number one marketing podcast in the country. But I'm really, really grateful that my book, How Are You Really?, is not a business book. And here's the craziest part. It almost was one. The other day, I was in the car. We were driving to my parents' house, and Drew and I were talking about all the random things under the sun. And I said something to him that I think really surprised him. I said, I am so thankful that I didn't write a business book. And the book writing process is crazy. And we're going to talk about it today. But I started this project nearly two years ago. And when I first wrote my manuscript, it was all about business. And you know me, I love business. I love marketing. I love strategy. I love all of these things. But I've had a really crazy realization over the last two years and over this process of writing and releasing a book into the world. And today I want to talk about why I'm so grateful that I didn't write a business book. And I want to warn you about how you might be boxing yourself in and not reaching your own full potential in your life. So are you ready? Let's dive on in. Being Boss podcast hosted by Emily Thompson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. I'm so confident that if you love Gold Digger, you'll love Being Boss. Emily covers topics like releasing the sense of urgency in business, how to empower yourself at work and have a side hustle, and finding your passion and purpose in life using astrology. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. When I started writing my book, it wasn't the traditional way. I don't really do things in the traditional way. This podcast was birthed in the front seat of my car while parked in a freezing cold garage. Most of the episodes are recorded in a closet. And of course, when I finally decided that I was going to write a book, I didn't follow the rules. So I started my book with a Google Doc. And the Google Doc said and was titled, I'm going to write a book. It wasn't if I write a book, it was I'm going to write a book. And writing a book is a very daunting thing. If you've ever considered it, if you've ever thought about it, I mean, there are so many things that you want to figure out before you start the actual writing, which is really just a really fancy way of procrastinating. I've done this in so many areas of my life where I take the planning stage so far that really I'm just using it as a means to procrastinate, which is holding me back from actually making any progress. And so When I decided that I was going to write a book, and there's a really funny story around how all of that came to be, which is inside of the book itself, I opened up a Google Doc, titled it, I'm going to write a book. And I just started writing. And looking back over my decade of entrepreneurship, I think I've realized that a lot of times that procrastination, that desire to have the perfect plan and lay everything out perfectly, is what keeps us from doing the actual meaningful work. And so I was committed, like I was all in on just getting started. And so I started writing. And what's fascinating about the whole book process, and I don't want to give too much away because I talk about this inside of the book itself, is that I really did the whole thing backwards. And part of it was intentionally but the other part of it was really a challenge to myself because I was about to do something that I swore I'd never do. I said I would never write a book for so many years. And so I wanted to challenge myself like if I am going to commit to doing this project that is going to take up the next 2 plus years of my life, I want to make sure that I'm in it for the right reasons, that I'm willing to do this when nobody's watching, when there aren't likes or comments, when there's no feedback. I wanted to basically write and not tell anyone. I didn't ask for advice. I didn't take an online course. I didn't search for like how to write the perfect book outline. I didn't even start with a proposal. I just started writing. I wanted to like do the actual art and not just the things around it because I know my tendency and my tendency is to like know exactly what's next and have that certainty. And let me tell you, writing a book has a level of certainty, but it's definitely not one that tells you like, here's the exact step to take and when to take it. And so one thing that is super fascinating is that because I did everything backwards, I didn't have a book deal. I didn't have a book proposal. I didn't have an agent or an editor. I didn't have a publisher. I didn't have any of those things, but I did have words. And I have this massive mindset block because I am known for business. Like when most people introduce me, it's about this podcast or the marketing world or the strategies I've taught. and. I had this belief that maybe you have today about I needed to stay in my lane. I needed to do the thing that I'm known for. Like, I love business. I love marketing. I love strategies. I love all of those things. Those things come natural to me. Like, I'm naturally good at them. I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm really passionate about these topics, but. When I strip down, and this is a process that literally took me two years while writing and getting ready to release this book. When I really strip down why I am so passionate about those things, it really comes back to the fact that the reason why I personally love entrepreneurship is that it affords me freedom and flexibility and this opportunity to do what I'm passionate about. It's a non-conventional means for me living my truth, and it's definitely not for everyone. But when I look at the book process, I am so grateful that the book that is going to be in your hands is not a business book. Now, one of the things that I really leaned into in the book writing process is kind of looking at like how we as human beings Put ourselves into boxes and how we do so at the convenience of other people. Let me explain this. When I worked in the corporate setting, I had this really fancy title. It was so long. And when I would tell people what I did, I would lean on that title. It like basically helped people establish, is this important? Is she smart? Is she good at these things? And In doing that, in leaning on those titles, I basically just gave people a glimpse at my professional career. And for me, one of the biggest things that was really hard for me to overcome becoming an entrepreneur was being able to express that my work was important, that I added value, that my title was impressive. It it was like I had to create this identity and figure out ways to really communicate like I'm a great entrepreneur and I do meaningful work and I love what I do. And I think really when I look at it, it was an insecurity issue. It it wasn't necessarily people's desire to see my work as important, but for me to express like, I think what I do adds value to the world and I'm really good at what I do and I work really hard at it. And so what's fascinating to me is that like, I hate when people try to put other people into boxes or when we lean so deeply on titles that we don't invite other people or even ourselves to show up as like the whole of who we are. And yet when I evaluate the whole book writing process, and when I look at like how I started it and how I started writing a business book, I was doing it to myself. I was literally boxing myself in as the business, Jenna, when I am so much more than that. So Let me kind of break down how the process unfolded for me and how I literally evolved from writing a full manuscript that was a business book into what has become, how are you really? The book that I like. I'm so ecstatic about. So when I finally decided to write a book, I opened up that Google Doc and I started writing down stories. And I literally can close my eyes and go back to those days. We were up at our lake house. There is this really comfortable reclining leather chair that I am obsessed with that we got when we purchased that property. And I remember I would put Coco to bed and I'd go sit in that chair while Drew made dinner and I would write down stories. And it was so crazy to me because I remember my friend, Jamie Kern Lima, telling me about writing her book. And she was like, when I finally made the decision to write the book and like when I was ready, the stories just poured out of me. And I had never had an experience like that. And so I kind of doubted it. I was just like, you know, work to me is like, you know, you plan and then and then you execute and then you do and then you share that. And And when I finally had made up my mind around this hilarious story that inspired me to write my book, I experienced this. And it wasn't in like, a, I'm going to go book a retreat on an island somewhere and write an entire book in a week. It was like, put Coco to bed, write a story, eat dinner, watch crappy TV, go to bed, rinse and repeat. But the stories did pour out of me. And so I wrote the entire manuscript. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my mom. My sister didn't know. I didn't tell my college best friends. I wrote this book because Part of my block around writing a book, part of the reason why I said I would never do it in the first place was because every time I entertained the idea of writing a book, someone would tell me what book to write. Someone would tell me, here's what I see you writing. Someone would tell me, here's what I would want to read from you. And right away, that creative block would walk in. It was like, here's what's expected of me. So I'm going to write this. Or like, if I'm going to do it, it has to be in the way that this person envisions it. And I hated that. I was so committed to writing words that tell instead of words that sell that I was committed to doing it backwards because I didn't want to have a book deal and a deadline and manuscript due dates that would stifle my creativity, that would like rob me of experiencing the pouring out of the stories that I wanted to tell. And so I wrote this entire manuscript. I kind of created an outline as I went. I let one person in, which is Brooklyn on my team. I said, You get access to this Google Doc. You can check me, you can question it, you can write, you can like join me in this journey so that I'm not alone, so that I'm accountable to doing it. And I did it entirely backwards. So when I finally got an agent who is Margaret Riley King, and I started like the formal process where I was like, all right, I did this for five months straight with nobody knowing with no announcement with nothing. When I was like, all right, I'm all in. Let's do this thing. When I finally got an agent and started that formal process, I sent the manuscript that I wrote over to Margaret and... Margaret was like, all right, this is amazing. We have a lot to work with. This is good. Let me pull out the chapters that I think should become your book proposal. So you get an agent, they help you craft a proposal, and then you send the proposal out to the publishers. And what I found without really noticing right away was that Margaret was pulling out the non businessy chapters, like the chapters about life and family and loss and identity. And I didn't necessarily notice that, you know, there are still aspects of business because that's such a part of who I am. But when we finally created the proposal, we were pulling out a lot of the lifestyle chapters. And so, what happens is is you get the agent, you create the proposal, the proposal then goes out to all of the publishers, and anyone who's interested in you or your book then sets up a call. And so I had, I believe, seven calls with different editors from different publishing houses. And I did a few different days of editor calls. And during my editor calls, I noticed that there was this theme that while people loved that I was a businesswoman and entrepreneur, there's this theme that kept coming up that the book and the message were so much bigger than just speaking to entrepreneurs. Like every editor would kind of be like, yeah, like we love your podcast, we love this, but like your message hit me and I'm not an entrepreneur. Or you know, my agent and the editors, they would say like, I needed this book, I need this message. I'm not a business owner, I work for a company and yet this message resonates, this message is so much bigger. And I remember on one of my editor's calls, they said, okay, close your eyes, Jenna. Imagine walking into a Barnes and Noble. Like, where do you see your book on a shelf? And when I closed my eyes and thought about like the entrepreneurial shelves of Barnes and Noble, I was like, I don't necessarily know that I see my face there. There's a lot of very talented writers. There's a lot of rich white men in that section. And I feel like that was a massive wake up call for me. Like I had envisioned writing a book. I had envisioned some of the messages. I had envisioned kind of the theme, the undercurrent of the book itself. But when I thought about like the actual finished product and like where it would be displayed, it wasn't in the business section. And so I went through the whole first part of the process, writing the manuscript, getting the agent, doing the editor's calls, talking to these editors with a business book. And when I recently found my initial book proposal, I was like shocked because I had almost forgotten that like, oh, wow, this is where this started. And what's been so fascinating to me during this process is that writing a book and by the time this book is released into the world, it'll have been a two year process. And as a digital entrepreneur, that timeline felt so painful at the beginning. Like I'm going to be working on this thing for two whole years. But what I found is that I actually loved this long timeline. I loved that over a year of this entire process was done without a single person knowing about it. I have loved that there has been so much refining in the process. Doing good isn't only good for those around us. It's also good for business. We've seen it time and time again, companies with solid mission statements grow stronger with their customers, employee retention, and their bottom line. Whatever your mission is, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that grows with you. HubSpot's easy-to-use website builder helps you create, manage, and update your business's unique online presence so you can get your mission out to the world quickly and easily. Plus, with seamless plugins that help you track customer activity, you'll know what's clicking and who's not all from your HubSpot dashboard. Get started and get going for good with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better at HubSpot.com. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. When we live in such a digital age where we can literally have an idea, create the idea, post the idea, get feedback on the idea, sell the idea within like a 24 hour time span, having something that marinates that like, I mean, think about like making a steak, the longer you let it marinate, the juicier it gets, the better it gets. Right. And having a project that required this like full marination in a two year timeline has really taught me a lot about refinement. Now I come from this world where like done is better than perfect and imperfect action makes things happen. And I love all of that. And that's how I've gotten to where I am today. But This book process really helped me see that there is beauty in putting the finish line a little further out so that you have a little bit more time to sit. I mean, so much of the book's message is like getting quiet with yourself. And throughout the process of writing the book, I had to consistently continue getting quiet with myself of like, is this right? Is this what I want? And so when I actually got my book deal, it was very clear that the direction of the book needed to change. I had this super strong foundation from that original manuscript that I had written in private, but things needed to pivot. And man, have we as like a collective human race gotten really good at pivoting over the last 2 years. And so when I realized like, oh, this book is a lot bigger than I was thinking and these messages are resonating on a deeper level, It didn't freak me out thinking, I'm going to have to pivot this whole thing. Like the business book that I wrote is now expanding. And with that expansion, it's going to reach more people. And let me tell you, one thing that I've learned so much about books is that you get so excited at the thought of like how this book, how these pages, how these chapters are going to impact other people's lives, that the thought of expanding who this book is for wasn't really daunting. It was like exciting to me. And there's this line in the book about like, if we don't learn how to show up as our whole selves, it's really impossible to have like really rich relationships because we have gotten so good at compartmentalizing these different aspects of our lives. Like We could go to work and never talk about our family life behind the scenes, or we could be with our family and never share about the project that we're working on at work and putting ourselves into these like little Tupperware and like separating these different aspects of who we are. But what's been revealed to us over these last two years is that like, we are whole human beings. We wear a lot of hats. Sometimes we have to wear these hats simultaneously. Sometimes we need to invite ourselves to show up as our whole selves. And when I water down who I am and only focus on just one piece of it, I'm actually doing a disservice to everyone who is experiencing my work, but I'm also doing a disservice to who I am. I am an entrepreneur and a mother and a wife and a friend and a sister and a dreamer and someone who desires rest. I am all of those things. And I feel like as a culture, we're really coming awake to this multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate reality that we are many things and we can be all of these things at the same time. And so what we ended up doing is we took this original manuscript that was very business focused and we started pulling it apart. And while that sounds really painful, and maybe at times it was slightly painful, we got really good at broadening the lens like I pictured when you are you know you have a camera with a zoom lens and you're all the way zoomed all in and you just see like this little bit and when you crank that lens and widen it, I just kept having that visual of like this is what we're doing with the book we're we're taking that lens we're widening it we're making it for more human beings and We basically, it was like we were stripping the whole thing down and then rebuilding it. Have you ever had a project where you've worked so hard on it, but the end result just isn't quite right? Or it doesn't feel like you thought it would, or it's not reaching or resonating in the right way. It doesn't mean that the whole thing needs to be on the cutting room floor. It means that you need to look at what you have and figure out, can I rebuild? And we basically took it and like took it down to the studs. If we think about like building a house and we rebuilt it from the ground up. And what was amazing about it is that as we started stripping away some of the language, and as we started looking at these stories and saying, how does this story actually teach? How does this actually reach someone? How do we make this make sense in a bigger way? It felt really good. And I remember this call with my editor, Carrie Thornton. And she was so excited because basically inside of each publishing house, once they decide on a book, like once they're like all in, they do the book deal, they're backing a book. They basically have to pitch the book to their team. She said, she was talking about my book around the table. And as she was talking about it, she noticed like the women all started to lean in. Like, they were engaged. Like, this was the conversation that so many women are having as we come out of these crazy times and as we're questioning basically everything, right? She called me and she was just like so excited. And she's like, this is it. Like, this is the book. These are the conversations we're asking ourselves as women like, am I actually happy? Am I enjoying my life? Am I faking it? Are my friendships real? Are my relationships rich? Am I climbing the wrong ladder? Like, where do we go from here? And I remember that was just like so affirming to me. Like, we're on to something. We're on to something. And she said that as she was pitching this book and why she backed it, and why she believed in me, she had to answer these three questions. Why now? Why Jenna? And why this book? And I wanted to share what she told me because it was so affirming in the process. And she said this, so why now? Why now? Because women were finally given that opportunity that we've said we've wanted for so long, that opportunity of when life slows down, I will. And we were given this opportunity to get quiet with ourselves or to face our realities head on. And a lot of us woke up to this fact that we aren't happy or we aren't fulfilled Or our vision is not clear. Or we're not being honest about what's going on with our lives. And then she had to answer, well, why Jenna? And a lot of times it feels like women leaders are put in one of two camps. The manifestation, like the visualize it, say you want it and it'll come into you. Or the hustle side of things, like wake up earlier, work harder, grind. You got this. Keep going. Just keep your foot on the gas pedal. But she said like when she believed in this book and when she said, I want to edit this book, I want to be a part of this project. She said, Jenna lands right in the middle. It's like where the woo meets the work. And that feels refreshing, right? Like I truly believe as a leader, like we need to hold these really beautiful visions for our lives, but we can't just stop at the vision. We have to back it up with the work. And the work doesn't mean like we have to grind and we have to do more and be more and show up harder and like hustle harder, but we have to be willing to work towards those visions. And she said that was so refreshing to her. And then she had to answer the question, well, why this book? Because here's the thing. When I look at this book, when I look at how are you really, when I look at the theme and the message and the heartbeat of the book, we don't even know how to get quiet with ourselves long enough. To not only answer the question, how am I really? But we're afraid to ask it. That we're afraid that if we actually ask ourselves, how am I really? That we're not gonna like the answer. Or worse, we don't know or we don't trust ourselves to know what to do if the answer is, I'm not okay. And so when I told Drew the other day, man, I am so grateful I didn't write a business book. I really had this like invitation, this opportunity to look at this two-year-long project and to really look at why I love what I love. I love entrepreneurship because it affords me the freedom of time. And I think time is our currency. And I love entrepreneurship because it gives me the option of choice. And a lot of times I think for us, we don't have a choice. We follow the path someone else carves for us. We climb the ladder that someone assigns to us. We, you know, get married, have the two kids, buy the minivan, move to suburbia. We never really stop to ask ourselves, like, is this what I want? Is this successful to me? And I'm really thankful that I was able to look past just one facet of who I am and to invite my whole self to author and birth this book out into the world because When I look at my life, entrepreneurship is just one tiny facet of it. It's just one little hyphen of who I am and what I do. And this book is not meant just for entrepreneurs. It's meant for women who want to fully wake up. To their lives that they're living. It is for women who want to be able to get quiet with themselves and trust themselves to not only be honest and hear the answer, but trust themselves to know how they can move forward. And it's for women who want to redefine what success can look like and not just look like, but feel like for themselves. And entrepreneurship has taught me a lot of these lessons, absolutely. But this book is meant for you. It is what I wrote to you my listener someone who is in this life who is rushing through it who is exhausted who is wondering if they can really do it all who is trying to show up who is living and sharing this highlight reel but is struggling with the real behind the scenes it is for the person who wants to lean in not just to someone else's life but to their own life to check in and to really Say that what I'm doing and how I'm showing up and how I'm living doesn't just look good, it feels good. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you LinkedIn ads. And so I am so excited for this book to get out into the world. And I'm so excited for this book to get into your hands. But even more than that, I am so excited that I didn't write a business book. Because I want this book to live on your nightstand. I want it to be on your shelf. And I want it to remind you to ask yourself, how am I really? And I want for this book to not just be my story, but to invite you to live out your story in a way that allows you to say, I am unabashedly good. I am joyful. I am happy. I am fulfilled. I am successful. I am alive. And that's what I want for you to find in these pages. So while I can show up to the mic every single week and share strategies and marketing and principles and things that I've learned on this entrepreneurial journey, this book is so much more than that. And I'm so grateful that I invited my whole self to author this book. And so I want to leave you with this question. Where are you boxing yourself in? Where are you believing that you can only show up in a certain way or only bring a part of yourself to the party? Where is there an opportunity to invite your whole self to show up and to show up proudly and excitedly? And how can you bring your whole self into your life more? And lastly, how can you get quiet enough to ask yourself an honest question, but to lean on into yourself and to answer it? And if you need help with any of those things, I sincerely hope that you order my book, How Are You Really?, which you can find anywhere books are sold. I can't wait to get this two-year project out to you. And I can't wait for you to read it because you were in my mind every step of the way. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast